This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to another episode of Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. My name is Andrew, and I am here with my guy, Spencer. Spencer, what are the St. Louis Blues going to be doing here at the trade deadline? I know we're starting off with a completely different sport on a completely different tangent, but it's the best sporting time of the year, man. And I think it starts with March Madness coming up, and for you, especially big hockey guy, the trade deadline. Oh, it's uh, the NHL like woke up one day drunk and just decided to be the NBA. So just trades everywhere. The Blues are terrible. They're trading everybody. It's amazing. I can't say I'm bored with it, Andrew. I, I do have to take a little bit of issue with the best time of the year. I know you're a big college basketball guy. So oh, yeah. I can see where that's coming from for sure with March Madness right around the corner. But I, I think I got to hold on to October, right? I think October still peak sports season with – uh baseball playoffs on top of hockey basketball both starting you get lots of the uh equinoxes with football and baseball and hockey and basketball on the same day uh i think i still got to maintain that for number one but i think march is definitely a close number two see and, and here's here's where i'm going to immediately disagree what makes march the best march and march madness and you know is is the the laser focus everybody gets on it right what you described is like the best, like uh, just the calendar itself is like, oh, this is the best time because of quantity, right? There are Maybe. all the sports, right? What I'm talking about is quality, right? What I want to do is wake up, people try to find their way to not work or be at work or not be at work because at 11 a.m., two schools they've never seen before are going to be playing college basketball. And they've got a lot of money running on the, a lot of money on these eighteen-year-olds who barely know what they're doing out there. That's why I love it. It's the chaos factor. It's the chaos. I factor. will. You're, you're right. I I am more of a basketball guy than you, so that's I'm a big basketball guy. So that makes sense. Well, I guess that you would go with uh, October there. I'll even say is like not a huge basketball guy, right? Like you you can't not get into it this time of year though, like. All the conference tournaments starting up, I believe, this weekend or next right weekend. Right now? Um, right Bradley now. Plays, I think, yeah, Bradley Braves, play. 11 a.m. tomorrow in your city of St. Louis. In my neck of the woods. Maybe I should just bomb Bradley that down Rock. there and check it out. Forget work Absolutely. tomorrow. If you want to see absolute domination by Bradley. <laughs> we, got one for, we got one kid first team all conference. We got the coach of the year. We got the defensive player of the year. We got the sixth man of the year. So if you enjoy defense and positional basketball, whew, Bradley absolutely running it played northern iowa at 11 a.m at noon could be a real sad day for your boy tomorrow <laughs> but i like you can't knock it into the college basketball this time of year for sure like i probably watch very passively like three to five games during the regular season of college basketball and even those are like i'm on my phone and i'm on the espn app and it's like oh Mizzou's down by three with three minutes left. Let's kick this game on or something. Uh, but like March Madness is just, it hits different, man. Like you just you get into it. You just get into like, 
you ride or die with like what was it last year? St. Mary's, you know, everybody's on that bandwagon. Not St. Mary's, who was it? It um, was St. Peter. St. Peter's. I should know that. I literally live in a town called St. Peter's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like say St. Peter's with their run last year. Like even North Carolina like had the weird Cinderella thing last yes, year sir. of like we're like eight seed and we're like the most successful team almost ever, basically by most metrics. But um, so this year we Carolina's this year we're an underdog. But- you can just you can you can tell so many storylines like through the prism of March Madness, and unfortunately we had to watch Kansas win it last year. Hopefully for we'll have a better result this year, but it's a great time of year. I, I will completely side with it is bar none second best sports month of the year, March. Yeah, top top two, not two, baby. Um, <laughs> and uh, even that that said, like conference tournaments start this week and. I, I like we talk about like one of the best things with the Premier League, kind of to bring it back to uh, to where we we should be is talking about the Premier League and everything else here, right? And getting back to soccer in general is my favorite part about soccer is that all the games matter to all the teams, right? You're down to the part of the year here where all the basketball matters. You're not having to watch, you know the the Boston Celtics play the Miami heat and half the guys are sitting out and the other half of the guys are resting and the other half don't care. No, these are, you know, 18 to 22 year old kids who are playing for everything. Even like, you know, they're playing in the conference tournament. It's going to be like their last game, right? It's emotional. Love it. I was a manager for the Bradley team. So I'm, I'm indoctrinated into this. So this is, this is my favorite time of the year, but um, we also get champions league this time of the year. We also get, you know, coming down the stretch run of the uh of the domestic leagues and just a good sports time man it is definitely great and we probably should round it into soccer because people i'm sure are screaming like i want to hear you talk about tottenham losing again and how spurs are just this weird neurotic team instead of listening to us talk about how march madness is coming up and that we'll probably (laughs) effectively ignore soccer at least relative to what we <laughs> normally pay attention to with it for this month of March. But there are, like you said, really big games this time of year too, right? We've got a great title race to kind of look into mm-hmm. um, in multiple leagues, not just the Prim. In Germany, we talked about it last week, like their title race is crazy right now. Um, mm-hmm. Cup competitions are coming down to the wire, right? We're in the quarterfinals or semifinals of a lot of the big domestic cups. Um, Champions League, like you said, we're – Round of 16, starting to get real jeopardy there. Second leg's coming up here soon. So lots of good stuff in the soccer world too, man. Um, what do you say we start unpacking a little bit of it? Yeah, as, as much as I'd like to do anything but talk about, you know, Chelsea and how bad that's all going, I guess we should start heading over that way. But uh, we'll start off, I feel like, kind of on a positive note there. We'll talk. start with FA Cup. Uh, positive for me anyways, Spurs lose to Sheffield United. So uh nice to see that somebody can beat spurs it's nice that uh sheffield could could do what uh what chelsea could not there at the weekend but um what was kind of your takeaway from like another kind of like like spurs are having a good season but it's kind of another embarrassing loss here right i mean sheffield's no slump or no uh yeah but not a great not a great look man not a great look i I mean yeah, I would say Sheffield United, they aren't like the the worst team ever. They're not like some 
yeah. punch about League One team or something like they're but they're they're an okay team in the championship for sure. Yeah, they um, said second right now. They said second right, right now. I heard there, today. there's a solid so, chance. Right, there's a solid chance we see them in the Premier League um, next year. But mm-hmm. like, if you're Spurs, right? How you haven't won a trophy in I don't know how long. Like, fact check me, but it's been like forty years since they've won a trophy. A bajillion years? I don't know. If that <laughs> sounds right. It feels right, but it may not be right there. Right, but it's it's been. I'm literally googling it as I'm talking right now. <laughs> um, but it's been a long time since they've won a trophy, right? And so, mm-hmm. for. Like me, how if you're Spurs, right? You're not going to finish in any spot of like challenging for the Premier League title this year, right? The Champions League is like shaky. We'll see what happens there. We'll talk about that a little later, but they're going home at a deficit right now um, to mm-hmm. Milan. They're out of, they didn't, I mean, out of, we have to talk about later the Carabao Cup with Manchester United. But they didn't win the Carabao Cup, obviously. Like the FA Cup, when you look at especially the teams that were le- that were left in it, right? Like there's only four Premier League teams, and only two of those are from the Big Six and United and uh, City right now. Like this yeah. was a free hit of like you guys could go and have a super uneven season and it'd be kind of weird. But if you lift an FA Cup, if you're Spurs, that's you know, undeniably a great season for them. They lift any trophy. It's a great season for Spurs. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way. It's just that that's the no, fact. That's the truth. When yeah. You, right. When you, when you haven't won a trophy in as long as they have, that's big. That's huge. That would have been huge it's, for it's, them. So to. It's the ultimate. Yeah. But right. Cause you can right. say all the things about like, Oh, Spurs haven't done this. Haven't done this. Yeah. But we got the FA cup last year. All right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, yeah, you guys did have a good season. You were able to put together a run. I think the thing that's like that sticks out to me kind of is like I know they've got, you know, fixture congestion and all that, right? And but no Harry Kane, right? Doesn't start the game. Dejan Kulisevsky, who I thought was good against Chelsea, right? He gets subbed out from Lucas Mora. And like I think you can make the argument of like, okay, well, when you take Harry Kane off and you take uh you know Dejan Kulisevsky off, but you start Richarlison and Lucas Mora, right? Like, are you really playing that much worse? But like they didn't put their full like weight behind it, right? And they're playing a good team, right? So they're second in the uh, Sheffield, second in the uh, in the championship. They were just up last year, right? Like it's not an unknown quantity, right? If you're playing, and we'll talk about them a little bit here too. But like you know, if you're playing against Grimsby, you look at the lineup and you go, "Yeah, we can throw the kids out there. We can throw this out there." But you know, didn't give it kind of their best effort, but. I don't know. It just kind of struck me as odd that they would relax in this game. And the highlights definitely reflected that. It was not a uh, an appealing game to the eye. I don't know. I guess my question, do Spurs play appealing football or is it just counterattacking occasionally with like Son and Kane and like those guys? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would agree. They don't play the most appealing football. I think we've gotten into that in the past. It's just they are so neurotic, right? It's... They've been kind of a bogey team for City over the last few years. Um, I've seen that firsthand a couple times. But then, like, you know, they'll just they'll go out right away and they'll lose to a team that they're just unequivocally so much better than. Um, a slight update. 
Sorry if you are a Spurs supporter. I was a little rude in saying like 40 years. They won the Carabao in 2008. That's the last time they won any trophy at all. They and won- when you can win the Carabao Cup, I mean. Right. We, we are, to be fair, we have set a precedent of not really caring about the Carabao we, Cup. We are the Cup. number one Carabao Cup hater podcast. <laughs> I will go. I will come up there and say it. Led led by me for sure. I do quite possibly, which is why we didn't even lead the show off. And I think I forgot to even put it in the rundown about the fact that United won the Carabao Cup, which we have to talk about. But um, that shows our precedent of what we feel about the Carabao Cup. So for like a real trophy, in our opinion, you have to go back to 1991 when they won the FA Cup. So what 91? 2001, 2011. We're, t- we're going on 30 plus years. We're on 30 what I'm plus hearing years. is they struggle in non-coffee sponsored events. If it's if it's sponsored by a coffee company, maybe they have a shot. But other than that, they're really in a lot of trouble. They should get Red Bulls to sponsor the Premier League and just go the energy <laughs> drink route. Of you know, like, with, how, with how many teams they own, I'm sure Red Bull tried back in the day. Like, yeah. Oh, Red Bull Leipzig, and then it's like, hey, can we just play in maybe your league? Maybe we just play in your league too. Maybe we, maybe we get a team. It's like it'd be called like Red Bull Gloucester, Gloucester, or something else. Some hor- like I'm trying to think of what's the funniest team, like because I feel like when you think of like Red Bull, right? You think of like Leipzig, and then Red Bull Salzburg, and it's like sleek attack, right? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what's the most English word to put behind Red Bull, and people would hate? Ooh put me on a spot here let's think a red bull what first thing that came to my mind was red bull swansea but it doesn't sound right when i say it out loud (laughs) (laughs) like i mean the the team that makes sense right that's like the that i would think of like a red bull style of football would be like liverpool (laughs) but they're not gonna buy liverpool right and even like southampton's kind of the team recently that's been kind of about that counter pressing with like hassan hoodle and that kind of thing Right. Low key. We have Red Bull Leipzig. Why not Red Bull Leeds? Oof. I want it to sound hilarious, though. I can't think of it. Red Bull Sheffield doesn't sound good. Like Red Bull Leipzig and Red Bull like Salzburg sound good coming out of your mouth. Maybe that's just because like you say it a lot. Right. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if it was like Red Bull Newcastle, even it'd be like, "Eh, I don't know. It's a little wordy. But I mean, if you're just looking for one that like sounds funny, you could go Red Red Bull. Red Born Bull Forest Green Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely it. Red Bull Grimsby Town. Yeah, they're they're on the come up here. Red Bull Grimsby. Yeah, I, I think we've let's let's transition that right because I think we've shed yeah. on Spurs enough. We're gonna uh, look Spurs. I I know we come off really aggressive to them. It's just like I don't fucking get them right. What are they? You just you you you're confusing me. My brain can't understand what they are. So I just have to attack them and be like, figure it out. And just every time that they do one of these weird things, I just have to be weirded out by it. But well, it's talk- it's like they they show up every other game, like like literally, it's like the they oh against Chelsea, it's like yeah they showed up, they were fine, like they got the job done. Oh, in this game, it's just like I, I watch the highlights and it's just like I don't have any faith that this team that's lining up with Richarlison, right, who's playing it with Brazil in the World Cup, Huming Son, one of the most exciting attacking players in the world, and Lucas Mora who's scored huge goals before in his career and a great player, that's your front three. And I'm just like, yeah, but I don't know if they can deal with Sheffield's back line, which Sheffield's a good defensive team, right? That's kind of their thing. And um, they they have a kind of a stalwarts back there, like Baldock was playing. You know, you recognize guys playing for that team. But it's just like, 
give us something. Show us you've got some life in you, like Spurs. Just so. some form of consistency. I just need them to like I I I feel like I'm a genuinely like I'm not the smartest person in the world when it comes to this sport. No shot at right. all for sure, right? But like I understand this sport reasonably well. I have no fucking grip whatsoever on what the hell Spurs are. I have no grip on if they are having a good season or a bad season. Like you look at where they're at the table, you're like, okay, fourth place. Like Spurs, not bad, fine. But they're out of the cups. They're not going to win a trophy again this year unless they somehow do something miraculous in the Champions League. Uh, good luck. Right. I just, I, we'll get to I, that later, but yeah. Let's... Make me understand. Yeah, please, please help us understand, man. If you, if you like for real, if you're a Spurs fan, how do you feel about this year? Because I feel like every week we get on here and we're like, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what to do with this Spurs team. They're Let's, doing well, but all we have to say is negative stuff. And it's not just the like anti-Spurs like bias, right? If, we, if you're doing well, we'll give you props, right? I don't want to say nice things about Arsenal, but they come out of my mouth like every week. I hate it. Um, if you're a Spurs fan, please let us know how you feel. Like what's going on in your brain? Are you excited when games come up? Are you dreading it? Just, you know, from one soccer fan to another, help, help us please. out. Do us a solid here. No, because all I feel is confusion every time the topic of Spurs comes up. I, I just yeah. I don't know how to. I, I don't hate know starting what off the podcast being like I don't know what to make of them, but at the same time, if you know what to make of them, please tell us because the, I there's no discernible figuring them out. No. I can only get on here so many weeks, Andrew, and just be like I don't know what Spurs are because <laughs> they just do it every few weeks. They just they they start to show you a pattern of like maybe we're good, and then they're like yeah, just kidding, but. <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's talk speaking about more. Of, speaking of maybe good, good though, Grimsby two, Southampton one. Is this kind of the ultimate kick in the nuts here for Southampton on what has been a horrible season so for them so far? So who was it? Um, last in the God, Premier League, two one to Grimsby. They give up pretty much two goals in five minutes. I think it's including a penalty, right? Like yeah, they give up two goals to. Gavin Gavin Houlihan, or I could be saying that completely wrong. G A V A N, and then H O L O H A N. Houlihan, Houlihan. You could tell me anything about about Gavin or Gavin there, but two quick goals, right? He gets a penalty in the forty fifth minute, comes out of halftime, bags another one here, man. I don't. Southampton. They pull one back with uh, Coletta Carr, gets one in the sixty fifth minute, but. I just don't – I do know what to say about – okay, we're not going to have two teams in a row where we both just go, I don't know what to say about them. But Southampton, come on, guys. Like this was your chance to have the exact kind of thing we were talking about earlier where it's like the – we had a horrible team, but we made a cup run to the – you know, we lost to Manchester United. We lost to Manchester City in the final or semifinal of the Carabao Cup, of the FA Cup, right? It's the kind of thing that – kind of can save a season for you and they just lay an absolute egg here against Grimsby Town I know that's the fun of this tournament right that you get a league two team uh getting all the way up to this round um but just an absolute kick in the pants I feel like it's got to be to Southampton here just like what can we do give us something and they refuse to take anything for sure um who was it? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Who was it that um, 
Wigan. It's Wigan. Remember, Wigan went down from the Premier League, but they won the FA Cup final against City, right? And it was like, if you asked a Wigan fan, they would tell you all of this was worth it because like winning a trophy was so amazing and so great. But like for Southampton, you could have had that, right? Because, uh, you right. know, maybe, I don't know. The, the bottom of the table is so, we'll get into the Premier League a little later, but it's it's so fucking crazy. It's so congested. Maybe they find a way out of it. I'm not killing them off just yet. But this was a chance to, you know, an insurance policy almost with how wide open this contest is. We'll get into the other fixtures in a minute of like who's left in this thing. But this is so wide open. There's only two real like big dogs left, like I said earlier, in City and United. Mm-hmm. That that both have bigger fish to fry, right? Right. Like you could ca- like, and and that's part of this tournament too. Is like you got to have squad management and everything. And you know, Phil Foden's lighting every contest he plays, and now he's the new Cole Palmer. Guys just lighting things on fire when he gets in against you know when he actually gets to play in the first half of these games. Um, but they they just don't take advantage of it, and it's like one of these things where it's like. Grimsey had to be licking their chops seeing Southampton not competing really at the Premier League level this season. And there's not a better way to say that, but it's great for Grimsby. Uh, they move on if you want to kind of, I think we're ready to talk about the uh, the quarterfinal draw here. We've got for, um, for coming sure. Up. I, I just want to say real quick, like I'd love to say more nice things about Grimsby, but I, first of all, I'm pretty sure that nobody that's listening to us supports Grimsby, and if there are, then you know, tell me I'm wrong. Apologize, we all, got we got a full 25 minutes for you on Grimsby if that's the case. One the old, one, one real text or a tweet or an email or something, we'll <laughs> we'll fix it for you. I promise. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a deep dive into Grimsby. Like the only thing I know about <laughs> fucking Grimsby Town is that when I'm playing FIFA career mode and I start in like League Two, I hear their name announced by the fucking guy who's reading the exactly. fixtures off once in a while. I, I, I don't pick them because I don't like their jerseys. <laughs> but like, <laughs> seriously, I've never, yeah, I've never even rode to glory them or anything. But you know, like for real, fantastic story. League two team in the final eight of this competition. It's it's what the cup's about, right? It, Absolutely. It, it's, we just it's, talked what, about what how much they, fun St. Peter's is, right? St. Right. Peter's was what, last year, right? It's that kind of run, man. Right. It's, what do they say in English? They say it, it's the, it's the magic of the cup, isn't it? Magic, magic of the cup. Magic of the cup. But great story. Southampton, I mean, we're obviously going to be more focused on them because we're more familiar with them. And it's a, at home, horrifying loss for them. Like, there's nobody yeah. but to, to blame but themselves. It's, so it's, it's salt in the wound. It's a kick in the groin. It's whatever whatever phrase you want to use to talk about how frustrating this must be. I think you can go ahead and apply it here because it was, you know, maybe not their saving grace. And maybe, maybe for Southam- a, a Southampton supporter, you can make the case of like, well, we're going to arrest all our guys, right? Who cares about this cup if we can just make the, you know, if we can just stay up and everything like that. But, you know, it's not like they played a crazy rotated side, right? Like they played Lavia, they played Mar up top, Armstrong, you know, like they outside of like James Ward Prowse not starting and like Theo Wolcott, it's not like they, you know, completely bombed it. But definitely, definitely, I guess you could argue like bigger priorities for them, but it was just stuck out as such a bad result and such a bad season for them. For sure. Um, definitely kind of a cherry on top of the shit Sunday for them this year. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's, but, it's like an extra turn. It's not even the cherry. A cherry <laughs> would at least be like if they won this game, it'd be a cherry on top. This is, this is like an extra Hershey's kiss amount of shit on top of the shit Sunday. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's a better way to put it. The only other one I really wanted to shout out that I have anything on was uh, 
Fulham beat Leeds 2-0, and Fulham had, like, point... I think Fulham had, like, point one five expected goals to, like, two for Leeds, but Leeds did Leeds things and just, you know, didn't score. Um, I, I did just want to... I did just want to point out the the Jao Polina goal was amazing. It was from like oh, 40 yards away and yes, it was sir. unbelievable. And that guy's really good. And it was kind of like, you know, so as an American. Well, the worst part, right, is like from the American angle, right? Like, cause a, a, like a few weeks ago, the big discussion was like, who's the best CDM that's been signed into the league this year? And it was kind of between Jao Polina and Tyler Adams. And Tyler oh, Adams. Hold on. It's, Cas- his- well, hold on. it's Casemiro. But like well, the, yeah. in that conversation. So I- yeah. No, no, no. Just before before you Sorry. go a whole thing about me. Yeah. No, no, no. I just want to just want to cover you like a good CDM. I saw I you appreciate forward, that. And I was like, someone's got to cover him at the back. I, I appreciate you for, you know, not getting me absolutely just raked over just the coals by United fans. He is the best. Sorry. I, I mean, like people in the discussion, I worded that poorly. People in the discussion, <laughs> though, behind Casemiro, it was like between those two. And um, Tyler Adams giveaway, <laughs> which it wasn't even that bad. Like, I'm not even defending him because he's an American. It's like he gave the ball away 40 yards away from the goal. And Pliny was like, yeah, I can score from here. Like, that's normally that giveaway is just like, oh, it's a giveaway. Maybe they get a corner or something right. out of it at some point but it's like usually pretty benign that no, was just Pelini's you know like, a screamer into a, a yeah, screamer from like, I, already got my, I already got my cape on i might as well do my best superman impression just bang done it was <laughs> disgusting it was great to watch but, but oh my other way like i said the only other thing i have from that one really is that leads again not under jesse marsh at this point um creating chances just not scoring like just doing the thing that they've been doing so they they really need patrick bamford probably to come into form dude and just bag some goals remember when i picked him before last season to win the golden boot with you i didn't even have to like put myself out Uh, there like that but i did did say that you absolutely did oh my gosh i think i was in an airport in like denver texting you about this stuff because there's no sports betting in uh stupid texas so i think i was in an yeah. airport on a layover and we were trying to predict yes because i was trying to predict stuff like you know get good value in futures that kind of thing. golden boots futures yeah. golden boots and i said ooh, patrick boy, bamford sneaky which like to be fair last year at least he was hurt all the time so it was just like well he got hurt and he like, had a good season the year before but oh definitely at the, same, at the same time it's like some of these guys just i don't know it's like oh if he regains form it's like maybe he just had lightning in a bottle right like, I, I think this happens a lot of times in soccer where it's like, if he can ever regain the form of like two years ago, it's like, maybe that was the outlier, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I think it's easy to color somebody with those kind of like rose tinted glasses that they pay, play for your team, right? Oh, if he can just get back to form. But no, man, I, I, I they've tried so many weird solutions. Like Bamford is not really a great solution for that team, but they have him. Rodrigo's really not a great solution for that team, but he had his kind of run of form where he was bagging goals. Rafinha got the hell out of there because he was at a little bit of a different level than these guys. But um, well, even like the guy that the, just the XG champions, off. it's a uh, it's a lonely lonely group sometimes being the XG right. champions. But yeah, like even the guy they just signed, uh, Ruder from wherever the mm. fuck they got him in Germany. Like he hasn't done shit since he got there. Uh, either, Hoffenheim. So. I'm just going to pull that Hoffenheim right. out of the That bag. sounds right. But uh, I, I still love uh, Ningata or uh, Ganato. Noto. Uh, Noto. Thank you. Noto. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he's great. Absolute spitfire. I'm going to hate when he moves to Liverpool. He's got that kind of like. like he does he's fit kinda, them. 
he's kind of that he feels like real real early Mane on Southampton where he just pops up and you're like oh why is like you watch your team finally play Southampton from a couple years ago right and you watch and you go like oh why is this guy on this team no wonder Southampton's like sneaky ninth this year and then he goes to Liverpool and all of a sudden he's at you know he's one of the best players in the world it's like oh good good job guys good good scouting ahead that's that is kind of how I feel about uh my boy Noto yeah He's going to have to start rescuing some, rescuing some goals for them because uh, they are still in trouble. We'll get into the Premier League no, part of Le- it. Leeds is actually only interested in creating chances. Thank you very much. Much uh, like Chelsea, actually, it's a different way to play soccer. It's you know <laughs> less effective and makes your heart hurt. But uh, goals You guys are neck and neck for the league title then. That must in, be. Yeah, in XG created and then not done anything with. Yes, sir. <laughs> Top of the but, league. Uh, oh, it's horrible. Let's uh let's round out the uh, FA Cup real quick before we move yeah. on. Uh, I know you said kind of looking ahead to the quarterfinals that'll be in a couple weeks from now. Uh, we got United versus Fulham, Sheffield United versus Blackburn in a championship clash. I think they're like second and fourth in the championship, so like yeah. sneaky, pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, our darlings Grimsby Town play Brighton, and then I'm ending on this one for a reason because I have thoughts. My beloved Manchester City play. One of my favorite players of all time, Vincent Company, in Vincent charge of a company. new look Burnley. Any chance? My, okay, my first question to you here. If you just flipped the managers for this season, would Pep be doing as well as companies doing with Burnley? I think you can make an argument like probably not because one, they're playing so well, it's hard to like say they should be playing better in any way. And Pep's one of the best managers in the world. And like Pep's gotten some stick lately, right? About, you know, Holland and what to do with him and everything else. And, you know, largely that's been fixed. But like if you flip the managers, which who like who would be doing better? Burnley or City? Burnley. Burnley. Okay. I, th- I think so Pep is still, good enough. So you're still not believing in your captain. All right. Very I... I look, Mm, I'm actually really, this is how bad it is that that's the only way I could possibly phrase a question for you to say something bad about either one Pep Guardiola or Vincent (laughs) company. I spent about five minutes being like, how can I get him to go against one or the other? And that was the only thing I could come up with. I I think, um, look what, what Vincent's done at Burnley's crazy, right? I haven't, I, I can't confess to be like I've I've watched them play a full game. I've only watched, you know, clips of them and seen them be this newer transformed Burnley that's not this Sean Dyche four four two prison <laughs> of like we're not gonna let you score and we're not gonna do anything the most low event soccer you can imagine. Like they the clips they look transformed. I'm very excited to actually see them play especially against another team that plays that more free flowing attacking football, like a city. I'm sure they'll have to sit in a bit the, more. The, the team, the team that passes back and forth. Yeah. The, exactly. the hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Pep goes nice on his protege here and gives them the full Leipzig first half treatment where it's just like, <laughs> Oh, look at Ruben Diaz passing to Rodri and back to him <laughs> and over on the side. Oh, I got to mix it in once in a while. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. And then, and then all the way back, all the way back. Yeah. Got to go all reset. The way back. It's reset. But I, <laughs> I like, I, I mean, obviously it's my team. I think it's for me, the most exciting game just to like see Vincent and company come back to the Etihad and kind of get his flowers a little bit, albeit yeah. with a different team. But that, uh, 
like Fulham's been Fulham, really good. Yeah, this year. that's I had my eye on that one as like, could Fulham pop up and be like, you know, Man United is still in the Euros, right? They're still in the title race almost, right? They've fallen off a little bit, but like they're right there. I think you can make the argument Man United could really rotate this squad, whereas mm-hmm. Fulham could put out Tim Ream and Jedi Robinson and all the elite players that they have. And it might be it might be a tie. Um, the thing I thought was very funny was Grimsby Town gets this kind of great run over Southampton and then they get Brighton. I feel like Brighton's just gonna I'm worried Brighton might put them into a mental pretzel. I'm worried Deserby's gonna bring out Brighton and Hove Albion and they're just gonna be like, Yeah, we we also have aspirations of winning this title. We well are. if they somehow <laughs> do manage to get through Brighton, like they're just completely like the South Coast Slayers, because I know both Brighton and Southampton are both down there on the south coast of England. So just run the gamut of that entire part of the country. Yeah. Um, back to the Fulham United game. I just, I, it is at Old Trafford. I wish it was at Craven Cottages. That'd make it a little more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But um, Fulham definitely, it's not beyond them to pull off something crazy there for sure. I don't, I don't think it would be the shocking once, thing. And I'll like be I, honest. Once there's four games left, I think they should all be at Wembley. Or there's eight. Yeah, there's four games left. Have two double headers at Wembley. Like, I know going to Wembley is such like a special thing and you know, I, that's where the final is. Right. But like, you know, like kind of make it like the American final four, right? Like the semis are there, aren't they? I think the semis are at Wembley. Is it the semis that go there? I'm the, I think it's more, the semis in the final. My, my larger point is I'm for one more games at Wembley because I just think that that's fun. Right. Right. Two. I don't like that. Like, Oh, tough shit. Fulham. Like you got to go on the road. Like, a home field advantage at this point feels like it should be taken out of it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it should be like a neutral site. Um, but maybe that's just my dumb American brain looking at it and going tough shit for Grimsby. Like, you know, or even like Sheffield and everybody else, like you guys could just get shit on and you have to go away to do it. it's like, Oh, I don't know. It should be a neutral site, in my opinion, at this point in the competition. But well, that's I probably those, the one that those hurts. Home games are very special, and I like. But Man United doesn't need one. Like special for them, it's like the least interesting game they have this month. Right, right? is Fulham in the FA in the in the FA Cup quarterfinals. Well, that's the one that hurts more. I think actually, just to round that off really quick, is the fact that like I know it's just a random draw, but I wish oh, yeah. Grimsby Town would have drawn fucking home field at oh, least yeah. for whoever they played to watch it played at some you know cow pasture like a like a concrete yeah, qualifier those, those are always the best highlights like real They're early fun. on in this comp no in this in this competition real early on you get the highlight of like you know some premier league or even like a championship team having to go to an absolute cow palace i mean it looks like concacaf qualifying out there half the time it's just you know destroyed stadiums and you got guys who are barbers most you know barbers from nine to five and put on their boots after they got off work and they're pulling up goals against these guys. Like it would give a, it would give more of that feel, but like, Nope, all the big teams get a home game. Nice for them. Great job. Yeah. It did shake out that way. It did shake out that way this year, which is tough. But, um, I know we just, we talked about Wembley a second ago. Let's, uh, move back to Wembley real quick and let's give United some flowers. They win the Carabao cup final. We, we very much established already that we don't care about the Carabao cup. We think it's dumb, but it's, it's, we don't care about it cup. It's what we don't care about cup. But, um, honestly, like I, I let's, let's be real. Like 
I will say for the game, like low key, the game sucked. The game really the game sucked. Was, like the game was so boring. It was. It was just. It was not a memorable final, right? And I'm not that. This has nothing to do with me having allegiances against United. It was like yeah. a very convincing two nil victory by United. Newcastle didn't offer much. No, I. And that's kind of my thing. Is like Newcastle didn't come out with any firepower. They didn't come out. They they came out kind of scared. I, like, I don't know that they're sca- flat is definitely a better word than scared, but like for a team that's so much fun on paper, especially like Alex St. Maximin, maybe the most, one of the most fun players to watch. Like Almiron has been incredible this year. I even like watching like, like uh, Guimaraes and uh, Joe Linton, I think are kind of a fun, like midfield duo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and then like Trippier off the right, like can put anything, you know, can put it anywhere he wants. Right. It had all the makings of a game we were excited for. And Man United basically just showed up and like the, Casemiro gets a goal in the 33rd minute. Rashford scores in the 39th minute. And that's kind of all you have to say about this game almost. Right? It's yeah. like, yep, Casemiro, best player on the field. Rashford, best form in the best form in the world. Right? That and that's exactly what happened in this game. Newcastle yeah. had no it, answer. At two nothing, it just it felt done, right? Like maybe you kept watching to see if Newcastle could find one and then it would make it interesting, but they just didn't offer much really to me. Um, no. Kind of a flat showing for them. I, I think for them long-term they're they're going to have a chance to win more trophies, kind of a kick in the dick that they haven't won in so long, but they'll be around it for United. Like I, I do think as, as much as I don't like it, like seeing as much as I don't care about the trophy also, to see uh, Ten Hag come in and win his first possible trophy, that's a really big deal for them, right? It's yeah. the first thing he could have won. He wins it. Mm-hmm. Fair play. He, it, that, 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 look, they're firing on all cylinders, right? On form, they're probably the best team in the Premier League right now, the way they've played over the last couple months. Um, mm-hmm. They hit. They also hit Newcastle at a time where they've been kind of wavering a little bit. They've been getting some draws uh lately, have struggling to score goals and that just kind of all reared its head in this game. Um like I said, once it was 2-0, it really felt like it was done because you didn't think Newcastle was going to be able to find two goals to even pull this back to a draw and no some it, drama. And and even if it like even if they would have got a like a goal early or something, this had all the feel of like a game where like if Newcastle like say they get like a header from Dan Byrne or something in the 4th minute, where they would have just turtled up and hope Man United didn't come and beat them. Yeah. Um, and they've been so good and so solid at the back this year. Their midfield has been really good, right? Um, and they have these kind of attacking flair players who haven't really – who were firing on all cylinders earlier in the year, and they just kind of haven't been able to keep that up. Um, it makes me wonder two things. First, for United, um, I think we're both worried about this being a – a growing point for them, right? Oh, now we can build on this. Now we know we have this thing. Um, Cause United scary enough on their own right now. The last thing they need is confidence. And then, you know, players wanting to go in there. And then the second thing I worry about for Newcastle is, is this going to be the thing that leads to them making a splashy move? Cause we've kind of complimented them before talking about how, they have all this money now, but they've just been solid moves, right? Their biggest move is Alexander Isak, right? But it's not their best move, right? Gamarish is their best move. Trippier might be their best move, right? They've done all this like really solid stuff. Is this what says, hey, we've got to go make a money move here? Is this what like shows ownership that like we don't have enough being this way? 
I mean, to tackle that question, I think yes, but I, I think that was almost going to be a foregone conclusion regardless okay. that they were going to, they were probably going to spend in the summer no matter what. Right. Like they have the money, obviously we know they have the money. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think they were always going to kind of come out guns a blazing, uh, particularly if they miss top four, right. Cause they were so close to it. I think they'll be, even if they're just in a Europa league spot, which would be a huge bundle job for them mm-hmm. not to finish in at least top six. Right. So um, I think they will come out guns a blazing from the United standpoint. Yeah, you do worry, like, for me that they're, like, are they back back, right? Like, is that, if that's the question we're kind of asking. Um, the only reservation I'd have maybe with that is a guy you reference, referenced earlier, right? Casemiro is so, so good for them. And when he's so not good, in the man. team, they're a different team, right? Like, they, was the game against Arsenal where he was suspended for it, like, uh, yes. three or four yep. weeks ago. And they looked like a way more vulnerable team. They didn't look nearly as good, right? He's kind of the straw that stirs the drink right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And obviously he's their player. So that's, you know, all good, all fine. But if he somehow can't be in the game, if he's hurt, if he's not fit, and you got to remember he's, I believe, 31 years old off the top of my head. Like if he takes a step back, like are they going to be able to, I guess, restock the going. cupboard if, yeah. when his time kind of, you know, when he starts, when his performances start to take a little bit of a dip, will they be able to like restock it and get something in there? So it's the one thing you worry about. He's taking them to another level right now, for sure, in his first year there. But yeah, just long term, does that fit? We'll see. Yeah, and and I, I just mean like I don't think that Casemiro is the answer there forever, right? But if he can do two years and show that hey, United's a place people want to be again, right? right? If if they can be offer just as much and get anybody else in the door right the thing i kind of worry about or the thing i think is maybe more interesting is how long can rashford keep like because there was already some like psg was kind of like asking about rashford right at the world cup psg was trying to get him how long before it becomes very apparent that rashford needs to be on real madrid because that like i'm i'm not trying to get him out of here like i think Marcus, I've said it before. Marcus Rashford is one of my favorite players to watch, right? I have Marcus Rashford stock from years ago that I would love to cash in, but I'm going to hold because I think that dude's incredible. How long before, you know, there's an offer where it's like, yep, we're going to play Vinicius on the left and we're going to play Marcus Rashford on the right. And, you know, like, is it going to be another kind of Galactico thing? Because that's the only place he can go from here is if, is like, can you keep the homegrown boy because I think that's the next thing I would be worried about. Like if you if you're if you're Real Madrid and you can't get Mbappe, literally what other guy would you want to go get in world football? Yeah, you've um you've set me up for pain here, Andrew, because I have to now sit here and say that look, Manchester United's probably like prestige wise on a to me, the same level as Real Madrid. So if Rashford's mm-hmm. firing, if Rashford's, if Man United are succeeding, if they're in Champions Leagues, if they're winning some trophies and stuff, I don't think that Marcus Rashford gets let go of Manchester United, even if Real Madrid comes calling. I think it's a parallel move, if anything, unless like Real Madrid oh, threw I don't know about double that. his price. Well, I mean, but, on but prestige. they can. Oh, okay. But okay. I, I only mean on club prestige. Like, right, I think Real Madrid's a better team, but on the prestige of like, 
Manchester United and Real Madrid there. It's kind of like those yeah, two yeah. and yeah. Barcelona. Those are like kind of the three the biggest three. clubs in the world, right? Yep. So I don't think as he goes anywhere that unless... Is, that is true. Right. I just, But that's also I like PSG was nibbling around when he wasn't the best player. You know what I mean? Like before he got on this yeah. run, right? Like, and to be honest, when we all, when Real Madrid calls, there are very few players that are not going. Right. Right. Like that's a short list. It takes a special kind of person and everything about Rashford says he's that special kind of guy, right. With all the stuff he does for England and getting the kids food and that, like all that stuff really matters at what point. Cause like eventually even Beckham went to Real Madrid and he's the mm-hmm. most English person in the entire world. Right. Like talk about like the face of literally the face of England. Right. Even eventually he couldn't resist the call anymore. Yeah. And then Marcus Rashford can play for the LA Galaxy and it'll be beautiful. <laughs> the long-winded way of just getting Marcus Rashford to the MLS as quick as possible. <laughs> Let's yeah, I think that he's not uh I I I'd be very I don't think he's in danger of it. I'm not reporting it, but like if you're Real Madrid this summer, name a guy with a similar age profile not named Mbappe. Like if you can't get Mbappe, wouldn't you? Wouldn't he be your second phone call? Right. Let's here's a hundred so mil. Here's a hundred and fifty mil. Here's a hundred. Here's two hundred million. I was gonna say right? let's hope so because otherwise they might be coming to uh, my team first. This big Norwegian fellow we have up top, and I'd like to keep him for a few more years. Well, only if he can play the. Only if he can fall back into this false nine. Um, <laughs> you guys love well, speaking so of but, that, yeah, I was gonna let's say. Let's talk about getting, the Premier League. Let's talk about the Premier League everybody's favorite league except for me. Well, there's, Why don't you, Andrew, there's one place to start. Here, there's one place to start. Yeah, there's only one at the place top, to start. At the top of the league where all the nope, important nope, games are? Nope, nope. It's with the biggest fixture of last weekend. March and we already, Madness. We already went through Tottenham. Let's talk so hockey. like <laughs> <laughs> This is me trying to say anything to Spencer to get him off of this topic because it hurts me. Well, we got to bring up the Chelsea thing, man. I'm sorry. We got to go there. I'm sorry. I got to put you through some pain. Like, but low key, honestly, do you have anything new to say? Right. Because I don't. I don't. No, I and I hate. Yeah, this is it's horrible. It's so bad Um, for all. Hashtag Potter. No, like I don't like I've said it before. It's like if you sack him at this point, what are you gaining? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chelsea, where are they? They still sit 10th somehow. Are we just cursed to be 10th forever, no matter what results happen? Yeah. We're just sitting in 10th right now, right? Um, yeah. The literal definition of mid table. If we could just be as good as Brentford or Brighton, who knows how good the season could be? Um, all ridiculous things to say when you spend a billion dollars. Um, but like, what are you pushing for? Right. So when you fire your manager, right? you usually get a bump. If they fire him, if they fire Graham Potter, who was Bowley's picked out guy, right? You fire Thomas Tuchel, who won the Champions League because he's not working with management, right? Results weren't great, but really it was because he wasn't working with management. Potter's doing everything Bowley wants him to do, except for win on the field, right? If you're really going to come in and have this philosophy of it's not always about results, right? If you're going to take this long-term baseball approach that really doesn't ever happen in the Premier League, let alone at Chelsea, who will fire you for looking at the owner cross-eyed, right? <laughs> They'll fire any manager. They're not worried about it historically. Like, if Bully fires Potter at this point, 
realistically, how good could they possibly like hope to achieve? Right. They're not getting into the top five. They're not right. It's Arsenal city, United Tottenham, Newcastle and Liverpool. Right. So then you're hoping for seventh. Right. Which was the point at that point. Exactly. Like, if you could get if you could tell if you could talk me into like maybe Liverpool didn't go on this little run here, right? If Liverpool were sitting at like ninth, you could look at that sixth spot and being like, okay, if we can get into the Euros, right? Like Chelsea's kind of used that as a springboard before to get into the Euros, and then the next year they won, they believe the next year they won the Champions League or the league. It was one of the two, but they definitely won the Euros, the league that the year that they were in it. Um so if you could if you could tell me that was going to happen, but now I look at the top six and it's like okay I don't know the order that they're going to finish up, right? But I think but we won't be in there. <laughs> like I think whatever the order happens to be, I don't see ourselves getting into the top six, right? So if you fire Potter, it's like there's a one there's a chance you get worse, and then you ruin all this credibility you're supposed to be building up with players and with him being like. We're taking the long approach. We want to do this differently. And then you're just going to not? I don't know. I, that, that's it. That's at least like, I don't think you gain anything from firing Potter right now. Although, God, would I love to. <laughs> it would make me feel better today to fire Potter and bring somebody pragmatic in, you know, overbid Everton for Sean Dyche, really get up there in the seventh. Really yeah, show I think, what Yeah. But I, but I think honestly, like, right. And, I don't even want to get that deep into it because we kind of had this exact same discussion last pod, right? Yeah. And, and, and the that, way and the way this season's going, we'll have it again next week. Can't probably, wait. Probably right. Put it on the books. But, it's just already on the. It's already on the outline for next week. We're right. Just, Which is why I like led this is like, do you have anything new? And I mean, you know, by all means, this is our podcast. Totally an outlet for you to vent. You didn't vent anything new. It was all the same shit we said last week, and just that it's like, what do you what do you want? Right? Like it's. I'm going to say the same shit I said last week. Now it's just like, you're not getting in the top six. Like if you're, if it's really a long-term thing, you're going to grow long-term. What's the point of sacking Potter? If they still believe he is the guy that can lead them to being better in the future. Like it's not worth, they, they miss, they miss know, their window. They miss their, window yeah, it's, it's not, it's not worth picking up, you know, three points here and there they're not going to get relegated. They're in the nether zone of, they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to be nowhere close to that. They're not going to be anywhere close to the top six. The season's a wash. And if you believe in Potter long-term, the only reason you should fire him is if you've seen enough to be like this long-term is not going to work. So the emotional Chelsea fan that has grown accustomed, I would say you're not like this, but I see a lot of it on Twitter and on social media of the accustomed they become to accustomed to else. like yeah. Abramovich who would fire somebody, like you said, for, for looking at for looking at him wrong. Uh, you like lose away. You have one embarrassing result. You're on the hot seat at Chelsea. That's how it's been for so long. And this is not the case, right? So unless Todd Boley and the powers that be don't believe in this guy, Potter, that is long-term, as, as long as they still have faith in him to figure this out eventually, you might as well let him cook. I just hope he makes something. I mean, British food is horrible, so I, I need them to use some pepper or something. Bangers and mash. We're 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 bangers and mashed right now, man. I don't. <laughs> but like the the only the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on, is like just the ups and downs of the season and sitting in like literal temp, the, the definition of mediocrity. Right, you're right there at tenth. Is like 
one day this week, we get like reassurances that Conte is like going to be healthy not too long from now and is looking to maybe resign where before he was going to walk. And literally the next day they're like, Liverpool grow increasingly pop, like increasingly strong at their stance that they can sign Mason Mount. It's like, God, man, just you help me up just to push me back down. Fav, leave me alone. Give me a, give me a, give me a week, bud. Like give I me would, a week. just, just to offer a little, like, you know, arm over the shoulder to you. You guys have had, I would say unequivocally the most newsworthy and exciting 10th place season I've ever seen in my family. <laughs> I would say across sports without looking it up. I can never think of a team that's been 10th and more just like in the public eye. All, like <laughs> seriously, I don't know what it would have. I don't, I can't think of any possible equivalent. Cause it's also not such a bad season. Like that's the other thing. It's like, they're not in the relegation fight. They're playing right. like it. They're scoring goals. Like, they're scoring goals basically like Sean Dyche's Everton or before Sean Dyche's Everton. And it's just frustrating. So we'll get that out of the way. Let's move on. There were great things this last weekend. I was blinded by the, uh, by the horribleness of, of it. But uh, even today, kind of two big results. We talked, I talked about Liverpool kind of cementing themselves up in that top six. They cement that with a nice two, no win at Wolves today. Uh, Arsenal take care of business against Everton. Um, And then really, I kind of thought this last weekend was the big matchups were all kind of at the bottom of the league, right? I mean, I'll give you your props for 4-1 over Bournemouth. Congratulations, buddy. I mean, other uh, actually, do you think they kind of figured it out a little bit? Because they played a little bit of a different formation with City. Let's let's not buzz past that. Let's let's make sure you... Yeah, we we don't have to really dive into it, right? Because I I think the jury's still out. But it did look... They they played a formation with um, Holland and Alvarez. And they played Alvarez more like a center forward, kind of tucked in behind Holland. Mm -hmm. Um, And they put Rico Lewis back in ousted Kyle Walker. It worked. <laughs> whatever it, it worked. What, what was your first text to me at nine Oh five or whatever it was on uh, Saturday? Uh, do you remember? I think it was something along the lines of fire <laughs> Kyle Walker into the sun because, and you were like, what do you do wrong? I thought Rico Lewis is playing. I think I said yeah, something yeah, yeah. along the lines of exactly. That's why. <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, look, whatever it was like, it, it was working and I don't want to, jump to conclusions or anything right now because it was against Bournemouth, who is not the most impressive opposition, but it worked against Bournemouth. The formation they were running against um, Bristol City in the FA Cup fixture worked too. So maybe we'll see. Maybe Pep's yeah. kind of figured this out. We'll find out. Uh, Jerry's still out though. Let's revisit that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. but well, um, And uh, you definitely got big games to talk about between now and then for City. So we will absolutely see if it's something he's worked out or something he's willing to try against Bournemouth because God knows he'll do anything against Bournemouth and it'll work out all right for you guys. Right. But yeah, just to unpack that, like that's City at the top. It's kind of just stays business as usual at the top. The one thing with um, Arsenal's game yesterday where they got the result that you talked about, mm-hmm. we're now even on matches. So it's five point Ooh. gap. That's what we're looking at even. One fixture game, to play the, against each other. And that does bug me when everybody has to mention the game in hand every single time they say that. It's like, we know there's a game in hand. Right. This schedule year has been crazy. No one's played the same amount of games. You know, right. it's, not the, it's not like the major league all-star break where every team's played, you know, exactly half their games for that season. It's like, it's been insanity. Um, But uh, yeah, you're right. Leicester lose to Arsenal and then Arsenal takes care of Everton. But at the weekend, um, before here 
Everton can't get any points against Aston Villa, right? Leeds with a huge win over Southampton. And then West Ham act like a major player in this thing and drop 4-0 over Nottingham Forest. Yeah, 2022 West Ham. 2022, Jesus, man. Talk about something I didn't see coming. And like all the goals were late. That's the other thing. It's like if you if you if you turn this game off at 70 minutes, I think West Ham looked like the better team. But it's like, okay, could end up in a draw. Maybe West Ham get one. Like Nottingham Forest has certainly gone against the run of play before and like nicked a late goal. Nope. Goals in the 71st, 73rd, 78th, and 85th minute here. Two for Danny Ings, who plays for West Ham. Uh, Declan Rice, who still plays for West Ham. And Mikel Antonio, who I feel like will always play for West Ham. That's where he belongs. Yeah, it was a noisy weekend at the bottom, Andrew. Um, Just... like I, I'd love to die on hills again, but it's just like every time we think we start getting a grasp on like who's going down, we just kind of things get thrown <laughs> into reverse and just all mixed up. But uh, probably just the one question I want to want to ask of like any of those teams, like, are you starting to worry that? And granted, like the game the other day, it's it's at Arsenal, at the league leaders. It's a really tough game. You wouldn't expect them to get anything out of it, but they didn't offer anything at all either, and they were very sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like, is the dice bounce starting to wear off already? Has it already lost its luster a little bit? I think that's kind of the perfect point to bring up. It's like Everton lose 4-0 to Arsenal today. Yes. Aston Villa's been pretty kind of pesky under Unai Emery, right? This was kind of their breakout game. They get They win 2-0. Um, even going back, like their win against Leeds is like Leeds is, you know, at the very least at this point, like a similarly minded team. Um, so I I don't, I think I would say like worn off feels tough, right? If this, you know, completely worn off as opposed to like, guess what? You, you like everybody else this year, weren't getting any points at or against Arsenal. You like most teams every year, aren't taking any points off of Liverpool, right? Like. These are these are kind of where I have them at. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't know if the would you, what do you think the mat is it the magic worn off for you? Do you still believe Spencer? Do you still believe? I'm not gonna say that they have nothing about them, but it seems like you know they got that big result against Arsenal a few weeks ago at home at Goodison, and um, you know strung a couple nice result like the Leeds one you said, but kind of it, you, it was it's more with the fans right that you just see that very quickly it's like the oh dice ball yeah save us sean and like as soon as the results start to turn a little bit you're already seeing it's, it's like the fans kind of turning on him and the style of football he's employing so just an interesting I, i'm gonna i'm gonna file it more is there still maybe some magic there but it's let's file it away as something to watch going forward right how how bad it can be and how fast <laughs> how fast it can get bad to uh to use your magic analogy, right? Sean Dyche, and this is not to demean him, is like the best possible get you could get for a magician at a like twelve year old's birthday, right? He will wow them. He's not exactly like gonna put on a show like on the Vegas Strip, right? If you want to use that magician kind of analogy, his magic like they play. Uh, this weekend they've got Nottingham Forest at eight o'clock on Sunday, right? That's a Huge per, that's a game that is a three point with Dice circled it right. If you want to say like, hey, the magic is still there, 
that's where he gets a result, right? And then even uh, even the next weekend, it's Brentford, right? Like we could be talking about we could talk about them getting six straight points, right? Brentford has been good this year, and I think taking three points off of them would be like a major accomplishment for Everton. Yeah, it'd be right? a big but gift six for them. points in a row for somebody at the bottom playing this poorly would be insane. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, there's nowhere at the bottom of this table. I can like Southampton look bad, but I don't know. Even they're only fucking four points from safety. So, I mean, right. they randomly throw together two wins sometimes. So kind of status quo. Like the only team that maybe did something that really showed me, maybe they'll separate themselves is West Ham. Like you said with their win, but I'm still not even all in on them. I, I, it's just more the West Ham thing where, where we've been like, yeah, they're going to figure it out. I'm just, I have this blind optimism about West Ham just not being in this relegation thing. So for me, I'm trying to be didn't really change my opinion on them either. Well, and even like the Leeds victory felt a lot more fun at the weekend. And then since then they've had a disappointing three, two loss that they could have won and won on XG. So Leeds has done the Leeds thing since like, so I think like that's a huge like Leeds beating Everton or I'm sorry Leeds beating Southampton one nil on a late junior Furpo goal right is like one of those like okay maybe we can build get some momentum no Leeds has already Leeds since then they've already they've already done their thing where they win on the XG and don't score like lose three to two in a very exciting game it's like oh, man back to back to square one uh, it was great to see Weston McKinney uh, celebrate with the Leeds fans though. On that, that goal. was nice. You saw that. Um, it just feels so far away the Premier League when we when we record on a Thursday. It feels like we're talking deep, deep into the past, and I don't yeah, want to just there. But this damn fucking all these fixtures are so congested, man. That it's just like, oh, we need to record Thursday because there's all this FA Cup stuff. But yeah, it definitely feels a little more distant. But let's uh let's circle back to the weekend a little bit too. That's kind of I think. Do you have anything else in the Premier League? I was going to move forward to. No, I was I was gonna maybe um quick ask you what you thought your um game of the weekend was here um i think it's a big weekend oh no of this upcoming weekend um Ah, because there's a very obvious one it's not you um it is absolutely liverpool man united 10 30 on sunday yes Um, no i i I know you but like and you oh you're at the wake up early and everything too 6 30 start time spencer you didn't get catch like the last 20 minutes of that game or what, bud? Are you going to no, be okay? it's the type of one where I actually have to set the <laughs> alarm for 625 and roll out of bed and figure it I'll, out. I'll be up, even though it's not my team, texting you. It'll be great. I'll be struggling. Be but, great. yeah, I mean, that great. one's a big game. And then, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime you have Liverpool versus United. Um, and, and even Nottingham certainly Forest, Everton, one. like, competitive Huge one game, at the bottom. You know, huge one at the bottom, so – more fun EPL this weekend, but there's been a lot of fun soccer all over Europe. Um, Bayern get a big three nil win over Union. Um, to what some felt like a statement top of the table. Yeah, felt, oh, felt like a statement. I love that. Um, and it's easy to kind of roll our eyes at like, oh Bayern. Like we've talked about this before. Oh Bayern won a big game and now they're top of the league and they're still top. Like. It's still kind of a race, though. Like it's it's kind oh, yeah. of a fun Bundesliga year. Like if you're if you're tired of us talking about the EPL, 
flip on the Bundesliga, man. Get that ESPN Plus going. See what you can find up there. Because <laughs> there's well, always Dortmund's game going on. Right. Dortmund's still, even with them on points, way behind in goal difference. So they're second in the table, technically. Still even on points, though. And they have a, at the time of recording right now, a huge game tomorrow against Leipzig. They're at home to Leipzig, who is in. Why do they put these games for them on fourth Friday? place? I feel like this happens all the time with the Bundesliga. They try to throw it. They try to throw an important game on Friday there. Whereas to be like, fair, the Premier, though, the Premier League counters with like Southampton leads, on, which is big at the bottom of the table. But they put these huge, big top of the table games on like a Friday. I'd agree. But if they throw it at like nine o'clock on the Saturday and the big block for the Premier League, I definitely miss it. Like tomorrow at work, I'm definitely kicking that on the phone at work tomorrow. Don't tell my boss. It's almost like you're not going to be, I, I know you would never, but it's like you may not watch the Missouri Valley Conference, which is <laughs> insanity. Um, I might have to bust out like an old iPhone or something. Brandy, noon, just Bradley, Northern like Iowa, tomorrow. baby. Can't beat the Braves in St. Louis. An unbeatable team. Do you think Leipzig getting the extra day of rest will matter against City? Because it's two days of rest, is it not? You guys play Sun? No, you guys play early Saturday. So they get an extra 14 hours of rest. We're the next week. We don't play. There's a whole other. Oh, you're right. I'm looking at. Well, I'm looking at them all grouped together here. My bad. I was. We won't put me on my heels. I was like, do we play that? Is there Champions League for me this week? There's so much soccer, and with the it's hard to keep up. College basketball. I run a. I have to start getting that bracket game ready. Like I'm busy. This is my busy time of the year. I got a lot to do. Fantasy baseball might be in the works. We got a lot going on, man. Um, Busy time. Yeah. What What else do we want to cover in Europe before we kind of get moving along here to Champions well, we're gonna League? Talk about the, which, yeah, we're going to talk about those Champions League games. But we should just shout out really quick the um, Copa del Rey over in Spain. Uh, first leg was today, but it was a Clasico between Barca and Real Madrid. And Barca went to the Bernabeu and won 1-0, which is a big result. Own goal by Militao. So... Sets up a nice advantage for them going into the second leg at home. But, you know, that fixture's crazy, so you never know what's yeah. going to happen. And but it felt like a victory they kind of needed. They've been a little off of it lately after getting knocked out of the Europa League by United and yeah. stuff. So Really frees up their weeks um, <laughs> for Spotify. You know, that way they can more easily download the podcast and that kind of thing. You know, podcasts are a weekly thing, man. You got to be, be free during the week. You got to catch a Wednesday pod, right? You can't just have games during them. Spotify's not going to be paying attention to that. You got to be locked in. Economic levers don't pull themselves, Spencer. It's very important. Somebody's got to be there for Speaking of uh, how they would be pulling up economic levers, but they will not be able to, um, in the Champions League, this week we've got Tuesday and Wednesday. We've got the ghost of Chelsea having uh, to beat Dortmund at least two by at least two goals here to advance. Um, and you've kind of got the same for PSG and Bayern. PSG needs two goals despite kind of a lackluster performance. I would say Chelsea and PSG kind of both had similar lackluster performances that maybe could have been worse. And they're both going to have to rebound here. Who do you think is more likely to do so? Um, I'm going to go with Chelsea just because you guys oh, are home. Thanks, man. Feels like PSG have to go to Bayern, which feels more difficult. Um, so, it certainly is. 
but like I don't know, Chelsea's got to start bagging some goals. I like they got like you said they got they got to at least bag two of them to, to have a chance. So uh, the way they played in the first leg, like you have to think at least a couple of those drop if they play the same type of game. So that's a really interesting one. Uh, PSG are healthier going into this game. Like they True. had to have the you know late cameo by Mbappe where he looked like the best player on the field by a mile. So <laughs> by a mile. They're not. The most, they're not the most exhilarating twenty minutes of football we've seen in right months. It's just Mbappe by himself trying to. Yeah, they're not completely the out of it. I think there's. Yeah, they've still got some life in them, and I think uh, Tottenham should have some life in them too, depending on which fucking Tottenham shows up. The only fixture of these three that feels kind of dead to me is Bruges. I don't see turning around a two nil deficit away from home, but. That's no, also and, the least exciting fixture on paper, too. So it is, and you know, like more more power to Benfica. Two goals seems like an impossibility for me, a Chelsea fan. How did you score two? I can't even imagine one. Um, so you know, more credit to them. But um, I don't know. Hold on, let's figure out how Tottenham are going to do right now. They played a bad game this week, right? So they're due for a good game on the weekend. Ooh, back to another bad performance here for Tottenham, since it's just every other game. Does the pattern hold? Do you think we will there see is... a Tottenham win and a Tottenham loss for the 50-50 for a full two weeks run in here? I already told you, man. <laughs> I think there is there is no formula for the Tottenham. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's happen. just to clean every other. I think it's just to clean every other, and you never look good. You ne- In a win, you don't look good. In a loss, you don't look good. I mean that's just true. Yeah, they don't they don't play nice football regardless. So sure, like they won't play good football, but the result, fuck, I don't know, man. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna put. I'm not gonna put any prediction out there. I have no idea what which if the the Tottenham that looks bad and scores a couple of goals, or the Tottenham that looks bad and doesn't do anything the entire game shows up. I really don't know. <laughs> What's the difference? Uh, yeah, man. Um, I think it kind of could be because Milan. I feel like are a little similar in that too. Where it's like, I don't know that they bring their A game. Uh, Rafael Liao had some like bad things to say about London the other day. So maybe Spurs fight on for London. Um, not even bad, but just like, I would never want to live there. The weather's bad. And like, he's been linked to like a bunch of moves to England, to Chelsea, to a bunch of teams, right? Specifically in London. And then this week he was like, I don't know if it's one of these just Lukaku things where you have to be nice to the Italian media at all times or they'll be super angry with you but he was uh like oh i would just i only went there to shop it was not a very like the weather and everything else and i love milan so much more which hey man i don't know that i blame you but at the same time spurs if they ever wanted to show some london pride i know you're not used to having the city on your back or anything but um you know could could show up and do a job i'm trying to think of anything to motivate tottenham right now i know they I know they're avid listeners listeners to the pod, the entire roster. So um, it's just, I don't know. I'm trying to talk myself into that Milan-Tottenham game, and I just don't know if I can, man. I might have to find something to do on Wednesday. I I respect (laughs) it, man. I've I've totally, you've sat here, you've put on, you know, nice rose-colored glasses for it. I just, I don't have anything on Tottenham. I, I, I maintain my pleading of the fifth on the Tottenham Hotspur because you've committed a crime you need to protect yourselves from. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, All I know is I feel dirty of, every time I watch them. Well, speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of tough to watch, uh, it is now time for 
Spencer's number one segment, the MLS Minute. Um, take take it away, Spencer, as you are the uh, name sponsor of the segment. Shh. There's only one thing to talk about here, Andrew. It's the only thing I care about from the MLS it's the only thing weekend, that matters. That is St. Louis City SC goes to Austin. To Austin. Beats those posers of title contenders 3-2. Done. Did you three, see two. the second goal that City scored on probably the worst giveaway I've ever seen in a soccer game in my entire life? Absolutely not. I probably, this is an oversight. I should have sent it to you. You're going to have to look it up afterwards. It is the worst giveaway. Like it's, it's literally like, it's like when you're on FIFA, right? And you just like completely mess up and you just play it to the wrong team completely. Like he, the defender plays it back to the St. Louis city attacker. Who's just standing in his box, like coming back from an offside position, just passes Mm -hmm. it to him. One-on-one with the goalie goal, two, two, (laughs) City scored a late goal to make it 3-2, held on. But just awesome result for the boys. It was a pretty fucking awesome game, actually. It was a nice introduction in MLS for your boy. So last week, uh, we made a lot of claims that we would... uh, Spencer was able to. I was not... I was trying to watch this game. I could not get it to work. Uh, The free preview was not working for me. Um, And then my biggest point to pick with MLS, right is they did not have highlights up because I saw it was 3-2, right? I looked up, checked the score on the app, saw that it was 3-2. was like, oh, missed the game. I'm going to watch these highlights. And it was a couple hours after the game had already finished. It might have even been the next day. And there were no highlights up on YouTube. None. Yeah, they should probably what? iron that out if that's a thing. What are you even doing if you're not putting yeah, soccer highlights idea. on YouTube? You want me to go like to apple tv check what date ted lasso comes out and then just scroll down to find the like the st louis city highlights versus austin like is that what you want me to do i'm I'm sure they're up now i'm sure it's not a problem now but like that's one of the things you got to be on man like yeah you have to be having these highlights up that's what cbs does so good with the champions league right those highlights are up nbc you give them about 20 minutes after the game's over they've got full 14 minute highlights you can watch even when the game sucks and this was an exciting game i would have wanted to watch highlights but they they completely lost me here right particularly when you're putting it behind a paywall like they have and we've talked about that we don't have to get into that again um you definitely want the highlights out there so people can at least kind of follow those quickly afterwards but um overall just touching on that coverage i like i was a little tied up in other activities when this game was on, like I was paying attention and stuff. I was paying a little attention to the broadcast and stuff. It mm-hmm. seemed all right. The Apple TV presentation and stuff. It didn't, I didn't feel like I was watching some low grade thing. I know there's been some complaints by some people, but it felt mm-hmm. fineish to me. Like it, that, I don't, I don't have a burn. I, I wasn't able to lock into it completely. So maybe I missed some things, but I did not have a burning take negative or positive either way on the whole Apple TV presentation of the MLS. How, how often did they say their, their new slogan, their new catchphrase? No oh, uh, oh! You haven't heard it yet. It's Apple TV. Shrink the game, make it smaller, make it more inclusive. Put it more of it behind a paywall. Let's make this. So- let's make soccer in this country even more obscure. Monetize soccer. 
I mean, like, seriously, all all the like pay for play stuff for kids and everything already gets like so much hate worldwide. And like, right. I get that things cost money, but like, your eight year old should play be able to play soccer without having to get on a super travel team and you know pay thousands of dollars to go kick a ball around. It's the cheapest sport in the world. That's partly why it's so popular is because anybody can play, right? You put two things down for a goal on one side, two on the other side, and you get a ball. That's all you need. Unless you have an Apple TV, what is it, Apple TV Plus, or is it just the MLS subscription and Apple TV where it's the only way you Well, you could have both for the low, low price of like $25 a month, Andrew. Then you could watch MLS. $25 a month. You could watch MLS and Ted Lasso right after. $200 a quarter? You know, like is twenty five dollars? Is that the actual number? I'm gonna get no mad idea. if that's the actual number. Sounds okay. Right-ish. Okay, I'll back off if that's not the actual number. I'll, I'll back off for when we have the actual number. If that was the actual number, you would be getting a twenty minute rant from me about how horrible this is for the game. Um, well, we can skip the rant because I I don't. We have had it last else week. Unless <laughs> uh, so, my question then for you is: Are you ready to get into a, the post game pint here? My guy. That's exactly what I'm ready to get into. I, it's your week, so you got the question this week. week so I'm, I, I, so I'm going in this totally blind. Like, set totally me up, man. Blind. Where are we going? Here, here we go. So, post-game pint normally would take place at a pub. What is the other, one of the best activities you can do at a pub other than a post-game pint, Spencer? Something you do most weeks on a mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. What are you in? Trivia. What are you trivia okay we've got post game pint pub trivia here for spencer is what i've put together this week so in a you know as much fun as it would be like you know hey spencer what's the capital of equatorial guinea that sucks that's not good radio so this is also another fun way to kind of get to know my counterpart here spencer i want to teach the people about my guy over here so we've got four questions Right. Ranging okay. in a uh, we got four distinct categories. I will tell I will let you know what those categories are now. And we will go in the order, I think, from l- least difficult to most difficult question. OK, I've got four questions for you, so it's not going to be a big, long thing here, but I'm going to do a little bit of an intro on each one. As you have heard on this podcast earlier, question one, this is not the question, but we are introducing it in this way. My guy Spencer is from the arch city home of the fuchsia jerseyed st louis city fc my guy is st louis through and through so we've got our first question here about the city of st louis this is not even a trivia question i had to look up this is something i know from my time spent in st louis so well i feel like i should know it then you should know it this is i i deemed this the easiest question because i knew it off the top of my head (laughs) all right this is a two-part question St. Louis, one of yep. St. Louis has a zoo, a zoo yep. I love, been to multiple times. Solid. I zoo. have two questions for you. It's okay. not Brookfield, but it's a very good zoo. Question one: How much is it to get into the zoo in St. Louis? It is free. I know that it one. is free, my guy. This is as close as you can get to me endorsing St. Louis as a proud Chicago suburban kid. Right? We compete in sports. St. Louis and Chicago natural rivals free zoo. And it's a good zoo. Part two of this question. How much is priority parking? And this is literally parking right across from the zoo. And it's even then a donation to the zoo. They're not making any money. Mm, on it. 
it's like. And this was last time I was there. I did not look this up. So this was years ago. (laughs) How expensive was it for priority parking? See, this is more difficult, right? Because I'm a cheap fuck and I just always park. And there's a free lot. And the free lot is not far. This is just another commercial for the St. Louis Zoo. One of my favorite things to do in St. Louis. Just as like a reference for the non-St. Louis people, it is in a big like city park that we call Forest Park. Um, Big like urban park the zoo is within and you can park anywhere in that park like along the side of the road for free and it's quite it's quite a hike to the zoo then but there's like one paid lot right right? as far as i remember maybe they've changed there's a north and a south lot or something there's two lots that you can park in but i think that maybe one time in my entire life because i grew up with cheap ass parents that have raised a cheap ass son so i've always (laughs) just parked for free but i'm just gonna throw out an arbitrary amount of $15. $15 $15. $15 right on the nose. My name is St. Louis. My <laughs> guy, St. Louis. The St. Lunatic absolutely showing out here. Goes you, you to like the, on question one. The only reason I got that, I think, is because subliminally somewhere in my head, I would like have the thought in my head of like driving past it and seeing the sign of being like $15, $15 for parking and me free. like turning to my wife, Linda, and being like 15 fucking dollars. Yeah, right. We're going to go park three miles away and just hike to the zoo and waste the first hour of our day just getting there. Yeah. And even then you're walking through a park. It's a beautiful design. I'm it is a nice park. I'm going to go right to what I would call not maybe the next most difficult question, but you gave me such a beautiful, a beautiful segue. I'm just going to go ahead and take it here. Question two, the topic is Sweden. For those of you that do not know, my guy Spencer is married to a Swedish woman. Uh, It is a wonderful story. I hope he tells it on the podcast here sometime, but we love Linda. Shout out to Linda. Spencer, you've spent extensive time in Sweden. All right. So my, Googled this, so believe it's correct, right? So here's my question to you. Topic is Sweden. What other okay. country besides Sweden has Swedish as their official language? Finland. Finland. Correct. My guy. I can give I can even give you context on that one because I please done do. I'd thing. see I want to learn more. I, I, so, I talk to this guy all the time. I still gotta know more. Got so I've never that. been up. I've I've been as you've referenced. I've I've probably what collectively spent somewhere around just under a year in Sweden altogether, between my various times of being there. Um, my wife is from what I would call southern Sweden, but Swedish people would call like mid Sweden, because basically when you get to like the top half, like once you get, like if you cut Sweden in half from like the vertical side, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's uh like if you were it, to bisect Sweden. <laughs> right. Bisect. Thank you. What a word. Great. If you bisect Sweden, right? If you go to the top half, that's just all like the North and there's nothing. There's it's not much ice. there. I shouldn't say there's nothing. It's just, yeah, it's cold and dark, except for in the summer, it's always not dark. But basically when you get really high up there and when you get to like near the border of Finland, it's just a mishmash of Norwegian and Swedish and Finnish people that all just kind of, there are no borders. It's like the wild west of Sweden and that it's just the wild west of Scandinavia, I guess you should say, and that they just all mishmash together and they know no borders, Andrew. They're just, they're all from Scandinavia basically at that point. So there's been enough Sweden. Shout out to my Norwegian ancestry. Shout Shout out. Scandinavians. Let's go, baby. So there's just there's enough Swedes that have leaked into Finland on the Finnish side that there are like whole towns in Finland up north that speak Swedish and vice versa. There's Swedish towns that speak Finnish. 
was gonna say I scrolled through a lot of Swedish trivia today. Um, none of it made any sense to me. That was like the one I could be like, oh, okay. There's a 50-50 shot. He knows it. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. And it's like, I would maybe guess Norway, but I know Norwegian's a language and I know Finnish is a language as well, right? Mm -hmm. So like me as a non-Scandinavian focused person in my personal life, I may have had a 50-50 shot of just guessing Finland, but I thought I thought it was... I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a good thing to learn. It's also funny too, because like Finland's just as like another quick Scandic language lesson. It's weird. so I speak a reasonable amount of Swedish. You, I don't want to say quick, I'm like quick interruption. When you say Scandic, are you insulting me or is that what you call like, is that just the name for Scandinavian things? Well, it's like technically the name of a hotel that's in. I'm like the Scandinavian, but I think Scandic, <laughs> I think Scandic works as a word. I could totally be wrong. Scandinavian, I guess, would be more safe. But I'll, anyway, I'll just, I'll just um, be offended just to be safe, and I'll also enough. just say like, I can't believe Spencer said that on our podcast. Fair I'm so enough. Sorry. But it's like a really weird dynamic, right? I speak enough, like I, I, a rudimentary amount. I shouldn't say rudimentary. That's probably unfair to myself. I speak a pretty basic amount of Swedish, though, right? And mm-hmm. um, Norwegian and Danish are super close but different ish like so just as a reference me and my wife we watch this it's uh if you know what eurovision song contest is they it's like a big song contest in europe right uh sweden takes it very seriously and they do this like qualifier tournament for it called melody festival and there's these two norwegian guys that are on there and even for me like when they talk, like they, they are on there, they are speaking, they're being interviewed by a Swedish person who is talking Swedish to them. They are understanding the Swedish and replying in Norwegian. So they're very similar languages, but like they'll say, it, it's almost like equivalent to like English, like England English versus American English, where it's like they're speaking the same language, right? I understand what they're saying, but they say some things like different and weird. And it's, it's kind of like that dynamic, but they are completely mm different quote-unquote languages wow. it's, it's a very strange dynamic linda my wife linda worked when we were over there for a while she worked at a call center for the norwegian customer service even though she doesn't technically speak norwegian she speaks swedish they're all just close enough though that it's kind of fine but finnish is completely different i had they her parents have a finnish friend who tried to tell me some words in that and it is a complete beast of its own. So it is weird that there are other languages Swedish. We love it. We move on. Now there are are two more here, um, two more categories. And I I would think of them as two of the biggest things I know of with Spencer. One of them, everybody listening to this podcast knows is his love for Manchester city. Um, I think that's where we will go next. Um, Spencer, Manchester City, they've won the Premier League six times since 2011, which I just wanted to say out loud to you because I know it makes you feel happy. Um, And then it makes you not care as you kind of brush those things off as they don't matter as much. Um, They have had three captains in their time that they've won all all six of those, right? Name the three captains. Manchester City captains when they won. Well, I mean, Vincent Company's obvious. Let's get that out of the way. Yes, sir. So then is where it gets a little like weirder. So like he obviously wasn't there last year. So who captained us most of last year? It's so weird because we cycle the team so much. But I know Gundo Gundo on wears the 
captain's arm being a lot, but it was probably Fernandinho still last year. I'm pulling it up as we speak as I did not write it down. I will let you know. This is the only one I did not write down. I apologize as I am embarrassed. It's all right. I can, I can, I can think it through as we yeah, think, think it through there, but I will get you the right because answer for that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm very, I'm, we're, we work companies easy done. I'm yep. thinking Fernandinho would have been last year after company departed. He would have been the full. So, so, okay. So I've got it pulled. I've got the same list I had pulled up here. Vincent company, hundred yeah. percent. Correct. Fernandinho. Correct. You're missing one in between. You've got two out of three. So who would have been wearing it like two years ago? If it wasn't for... He just had one season, 2019 to 2020. One season as the captain? One season as the captain with the team for a very long time. David Silva? David Silva. I... I apologize for fumbling the bag a little bit there, but I knew it was correct and I did not want to mess him up on that. Um, as you guys all know, Spencer loves Man City and sometimes you have to remind him he's won the Premier League six times in the last uh, 10 yeah, years. I, so I appreciate and, and that matters and it's there. not something and that's not something to just, you know, brush aside like it doesn't matter. Some of us would. Yeah, we got to remember it because the history books are going to wipe it because they're all against us when they, you know, convict us of all these terrible financial. Yeah. And and you've never won the champions league, which is another fun thing. Um, And then we go to another thing we've alluded to on this. As we come up on the NHL trade deadline, Spencer is a crazy hockey fan. One of the biggest fans of uh, yeah, an absolute sicko there. Um, Here is the hockey Trivia question here for my guy, Spencer. Um, the original six NHL teams that's talked about all the time are the yep. Bruins, Blackhawks, Red Wings, Canadians, Rangers, and Maple Leafs. Yep. In 1967, the NHL added six more teams, teams that yep. are never talked about as the most important there. Name at least four of those six next teams. You only need to get four well, of six. One of them is my team, the St. Louis Blues. One of them is the St. Louis Blues. Spencer's hometown team can tell you all the players. Big. Fan. One of them is, well, I can actually say two of them are in the great state of Pennsylvania and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, sir. That's two more. So now, well, and now I guess at this point we see if you can get all six. There's really only two of them that were surprising. Well, one of the weird ones I can knock out because I'm pretty sure they were in the sicko. next six, mm-hmm. is the California Golden Seals. Yes, originally the Seals, changed to the Golden Seals, changed to the Oakland Seals. Yes, sir. Now I need the other two, because I guess I guess at this point I, I made it too easy for you. I thought this would be the hardest yeah. question. It was for no, me, I for swear. sure. I never would have gotten there, and I'm pretty yeah, good at sports I, I, trivia. Hockey is not my strong suit, but... As we discussed, absolute sicko. I think... Let's see. This is where it does get a little more difficult for me. I had those four pretty teed up. Were the Minnesota North Stars in that next six? The Minnesota North Stars were in that next six. Okay. So he chance to go six for six for the so whole shebang to run the perfect game of Spencer-themed trivia here at the... Well, what's Ooh, the, Well, we're already... 
we're already perfect here. This is just extra credit now. Yeah, but, I, but I'm but I'm going back in time and saying name all six. I'm not saying name believe, four of six. I'm taking it away believe, from you. I, I underrated your sickness. It's my fault. Oh yeah. I believe that. See, my brain's telling me somewhere out east, but I don't think it's somewhere out east. I think it was a double California thing, and I think it was the Los Angeles Kings. The Los Angeles Kings. Spencer going absolutely perfect. Four for four, but really like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten for ten, pretty much almost on the correct answer. Sicko mode. Absolute sicko sicko mode. mode. Uh, I would love to see you do as well on trivia that is not absolutely themed to getting to know my guy, but <laughs> you listen to us, right? Now you get to know Spencer a little bit. Swedish yeah. wife, spend some time in Swedish, an absolute sicko about hockey as I tried to, I felt like the really obvious question was like, name the original six. I'm like, if Spencer can't name the original six NHL teams, like, yeah, that'd be a layup. He's going to delete the podcast. Yeah. The second six was, the, the second that six was, a, was good... a much easier way to go. I, yeah. I thought that was a better question. Um, that was solid. I actually had to like really think about it for a minute. Like I said, I was really like sitting there, like trying to think of the last one. And I'm like, there's no way, like it'd have to be somewhere East. <laughs> there's all these big cities out East. And I was like, there's no way they just dumped the California golden seals out there by themselves. That was when the Kings came too. And then I also remembered that when the Kings won in like 2011, yeah. I think for the first time <laughs> that it was a big thing. Cause it was, well, fuck, now we're the oldest team that's never won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> the Blues, that uh, is, until we won in 19. <laughs> oh, that, that's a fun way to remember that. But, like, and to be honest, as just a good sports trivia guy, if you didn't give me the original six like I did in that question and you just asked for just the next six, I never would have got to Philadelphia or Pittsburgh because I think of them as just such hockey places. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I would do the math and I'd be like, okay, yeah, Rangers more than them. But it's like, you could probably tell me Detroit got added after that somehow just because of like city size, even though I know they're one of the original six. So, mm-hmm. or, but uh, no, that was good. Um, and then, and then just an, an endorsement for St. Louis. Go visit St. Louis. I'm going to. We're not going to the zoo, but you know, we could if we wanted to. It's free, parking's cheap. We could do that. You'll but, be here uh, soon. Maybe we can do I will be here something. Soon. Maybe we can do. Well, we can spit all this after the pod. Maybe we can do something pod related though while you're here. Maybe it's a weekend. I, but I we'll think figure so. something it, out. Well, maybe. it'll be a thir- it'll be a Thursday when I get into town. I mean, might have to might have to be a late one, but live show. We could do that live show. Yeah, we've rented out a small bar, so go ahead and everybody <laughs> buy in. Basically, all our family members and Zach, oh, <laughs> get all the <laughs> listeners together. Uh but no, man, that was that was kind of my uh, my fun little take of the post game pint. I thought I liked what you did last week, and I wanted to keep it something fun. But then I was like, let's make it Spencer themed. Let's let's get to know my guy a little bit. I liked that. That was fun. That was yes, it was trivia that was catered to me, but I felt challenged still, and I ran the table, went complete sicko mode. So shout out <laughs> to your boy, me. Shout out me. Shout out Spencer on his own special themed trivia. Um, if I know anything. I know I, I myself. I actually do think that's a fun idea for a show though, is trivia themed to the person and they don't know it's coming. Like you're just on, like I've always, I've always loved the idea of a game show and you're just on the game show. It's like, okay, if I knew, if you knew you were going to be on like wheel of fortune, right. 
wouldn't you go watch every episode of Wheel of Fortune for the last like year? Like take a week off of work and just like, okay, I'm going to watch all of these episodes. I'm going to practice this and be good at it. I love the idea of a game show you don't know you're going to be on. Right. Right. It's like, oh shit, trivia today? Oh no. Um, okay. Let's see how my brain's working. Like I, my, my idea for a long time has always been the wheel of game shows and they spin a big wheel and there's four contestants standing there and they're going to have to compete in something. And the wheel can land on any game show from MTV's next from like the early two thousands, all the way to like survivor or the amazing race where you may be in something completely silly, or you may be really competing for a million dollars, but you don't know. Right. You just signed up. You're ready to go. Well, it could be anything. I like the, I like the idea there? of just, you like, know what I mean? Like it, it could be a whole thing. You're just ready to go. My I like idea, the idea it of just be an Olympic sport actually is what I think. <laughs> Just the uh, the trivia of like you can hand pick the like five categories or something, but you have no idea what the questions are, right? Like you could tailor it to the five things you care about the most or something. Mm-hmm. But then if you miss one, then it's like really bad. Like because I've been to trivia nights before, like you referenced at bars, and they're like, "Oh, sports is a category today," and you're like telling oh, the whole team, awesome. "You're like, we got, got this. We're we're good." Yeah. And then they ask you who was the World Series MVP in like 1962, and you're like, "Fuck if I know." I don't <laughs> exactly. Know. Like, those are the worst kind of trivia questions to me. Is like, I can't. I don't think of things as years. I have to like work. Even like basketball stuff, I really know like down cold, like NCAA champions and that kind of thing. I have to work backwards. I cannot just tell you who won in 2008. My brain does not right. Work yeah. With numbers same. That way. Same. My brain. Works I, with I don't stories. do that. Too. It doesn't work with numbers. Like, right, because if you just asked me black and white, like who won the Stanley Cup in like a year, I watched it like twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna take. I'm gonna have to count back. I think it's the Penguins, but I'm like gonna have to count backwards to make sure. Like I, right. I, I watched well, and, it. I was then, very present then, for it. And then, the, and then the second still. you tell me, right, you're like, oh, who won the NBA Finals like four years ago? I'll be like, oh, I have no clue, right? And then, or like in this whatever particular year. Right. And mm-hmm. then once they say, like, it was the Dallas Mavericks, I'll be like, oh, what a great run by Davinsky. They almost lost in the second round. Right. Like, you really, I, I can tell you it. everything about it. I cannot be like, in 2010, the NBA champion was this team. Like, my brain does not work that way. Well, yeah, man, it's been a fun week of soccer. We've got more fun soccer ahead. I'm headed up to St. Louis soon. I'm excited to see you guys. And, Maybe we'll get the live pod going. Who knows? We, I mean, even then, I think we still record from other rooms. But, you know, could be could be a fun way to do that. But uh, who knows? We'll see, man. We got a lot of fun soccer coming up. And unfortunately, Chelsea will be playing. So really just a bummer. <laughs> really a bummer. But, you know, I got I got college basketball to get me through. If, if Chelsea's going to be bad and Bradley loses and, like, North Carolina doesn't make the tournament, your boy's going to be in a state. You got to come send out a search party. It's going to be a bad time. That would be a bad day for sure. But like you said, there's lots of distractions this time of year. So, you know, we'll, if, if soccer just wrongs us, we can always pivot to something else kind of, I guess. We can just become a uh, some other type of podcast if we both just decide we hate the sport, I guess. <laughs> Even then, this is where our interests overlap so much. Everything else is like, oh, maybe we could be a baseball podcast. Actually, I'm a Cubs fan and you're a Cardinals fan. That may not be the best thing. Oh, what about, you know... What about basketball? It's like, oh, Spencer didn't care about basketball. Oh, what about hockey? Spencer loves hockey. Andrew didn't know anything about hockey. Andrew plays begrudgingly on the team and plays defense, but 
Andrew doesn't know shit about other than Connor Bedard and yell about it. So um, <laughs> we could just become have, a have, podcast where you yell at me about basketball the entire time. And I just nod my head and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh-huh, then I just uh-huh. do the same thing to you about <laughs> hockey. And that, that two hours uh-huh. later, see you later. Yep. See you later. But uh, <laughs> as alluring as that is, I, I think we'll keep it soccer for now, even if it's going to be so painful for me. But uh, we got a title race here. We got the bottom of the table here in the Premier League. Um, the MLS is continuing. They're not just doing the one week. They're going to continue trying to show sure, the game told. where they can. Okay, Nobody's going to see it, but yeah, they're going to keep America. playing games. Oh, yeah, the free trial's up. I might. I might. Guy. I might. We'll see. Don't don't hold me to this. I might the game on Saturday. I might go. It's possible. Okay. It's in discussion. We'd love that. It, it would love that. Um, you might get a live report. Some, yeah, take some video on your phone, put it up on the internet, and uh, hours later the MLS will take it down for a copyright strike. I'm sure because they <laughs> don't have their own stuff up in time. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think it's about time to get out of here. I think I think we're about good here on the pod. We have exhausted all soccer talking opportunities. For sure. Yeah. And uh, just in case, you know, if you are interested in a little live action at the game, follow us on Twitter. I'll put it all up on there at Fish Fries Pod. If you're listening, whatever platform you're on, Spotify, Google, Apple, whichever one, please drop a follow or review a five star rating. All that really helps us yes, out. Sir. guys. So any of yes, that, sir. we'd always appreciate it. And uh, otherwise, yeah, let's reconvene and talk about some more soccer next week, my friend. Yeah, man. Until next time, uh, go Bradley. Let's get this thing done, baby. Let's get to the NCAA tournament. And Chelsea, just don't embarrass me. But uh, until next time, man, I'll uh, see you around. See you then, pal.